Welcome to Victorious Living. And so the mind has the distinct characteristic to grow whatever kind of seed that's put into it. Our mind becomes the soil that has characteristics or distinctive features of operation in the fact that it will grow a thought once the thought's put in there. So if we do what Paul said, casting down every high thing, casting down imagination, bringing into captivity every thought, what's he saying? Keep the weeds out of your mind. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is sharing with us a message he's entitled, The Nature of Strongholds in the Mind. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here is Pastor Cowan as he shares the nature of strongholds in the mind. And so the mind has the distinct characteristic to grow whatever kind of seed that's put into it. Our mind becomes the soil that has characteristics or distinctive features of operation in the fact that it will grow a thought once the thought's put in there. So if we do what Paul said, casting down every high thing, casting down imagination, bringing into captivity every thought. What's he saying? Keep the weeds out of your mind. Now, Paul in the Roman letter, he called that, that procedure as the renewing of the mind. And so going to Mark's gospel, chapter four, verses three through nine. And I don't know if anybody's asked this question. Why are we talking about this? Because Jesus is coming soon. That is kind of a little, that's like we hear all the time. That's a one-liner. People make doctrines out of one-liners. If you don't believe it, just, no, I'm not going to say what I started to say. I started to say, look at Facebook. (laughs) One-liners is all they know. And if you get in league with that, something's going to grow in your mind. Now, there are one-liners that are good sometimes, and a lot of the one-liners are not so good, and that's not a part of my message, but I don't know why I even talked about it. Okay, God. All right, Mark chapter 4, verse 3. Hark, hearken, listen. Behold, there went out a sower to sow. What are we doing today? We're sowing seed. Uh, a, a, uh, behold, there went out a sower to sow and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. The seed did. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth and it immediately sprang up. Because it had no depth of earth, but when the sun was up, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away and some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no fruit and other fell on good ground and it did yield fruit. Now here, here we got to think, if I put faith in my mind, if I sow seed of faith in my mind, he just told me it's going to spring up and it's going to bring to me what's in the seed. 
Isn't that right? Those of you that raise a garden or know all about that, you know, you don't get tomatoes out of bean seed. And we, we go on down the line with that, you know, but we know that. But yet we don't always pay attention to what we're sowing. And then we, we back up sometimes. Well, how come that to happen to me? I know I was believing. Had too many weeds. And it did, it did the other fellow on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold or whatever. And he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear, indicating that not every, everybody does not have ears to hear. They got ears on the side of their, and you know, they tell us that ears never quit growing. Everybody's got ears on the side of their head, but that's not the hearing he's talking about. The hearing is inside, inside the mind. So the mind can be, listen to this, the mind can be stony ground. The mind could be thorny ground. The mind can be wayside ground and the mind can be good ground. So we determine what ground, which ground we are or that we have. I determine that for myself. You determine that for yourself. Amen. These are the different traits. What is it? A, a, a stony ground, thorny ground. What's the other one? Good ground, so forth. So these are the different traits that distinguishes one's mind at any given time. The mind becomes the ground on which the foundation of faithfulness will be built. Now, let me stop there. We see this. I was just talking to some pastors recently and he said, this is the most unfaithful group in my church that I've ever had. So, wow. Well, you know, you can do that and I can do that. We all can do that. We all go out and make excuses for that. What will we do with what God says? Because what God said is the seed that produces in good ground. So I determine what ground I am. God has already said what his seed will produce. And so there are different traits that distinguishes one's mind at any given time. The mind becomes the ground on which the foundation of faithfulness will be built, as well as doubt, can be built in the mind. Unbelief, built in the mind. Uncertainty, built in the mind. Fear, built in the mind. Any one or more of these things will eventually become a stronghold. Whatever thought that occupies your mind, if left, if it's not a good, good thought or whatever, it will eventually work its way into a stronghold in your mind. And so they will do that. There will eventually, good thoughts, bad thoughts will eventually become, you know, uh, a, a thing that will grow in where your mind is concerned. Now let's look in James, uh, the book of James, chapter one, verse 21, just for a moment. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with a meekness the engrafted word. Now he's not just talking about saying bad cuss words. 
he's not even talking about that. You shouldn't, but I shouldn't, but but he said, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive. In other words, if I'm not receiving the seed of the word of God, some of this is going on in my mind. What, what is it? Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. And, and instead of that, receive with meekness, what? The engrafted word of God. I can tell you today that I believe, but if the word of God has not been engrafted into my mind and taken root, it's only something I believe. Amen. It produces nothing in my life. Amen. Everybody okay? Amen. But he said, receive the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, I know that this lesson may not be uh, popular. I understand that. Uh, Jesus wasn't very popular either but he spoke from heaven. He said, I always say what I hear my father say. His information didn't come from the Jews or the Gentiles. His information came from God alone. And that's where our information should come. It should come from the word of God. And so he said, if I receive these things, he said, receive with meekness, the engrafted. So I've got to engraft the word of God into my mind. How many of you know about engrafting a, 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 a plant or something where you take a slice off a section of one and tie it in with another and it begins to produce? It, you know, that, that is engraft, that's grafting, engrafting. Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness, with humility, with humbleness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your mind, save your soul where your mind is located. So James advises the Christians to get rid of all that is wrong, even get rid of the facades which a facade in this case is the superficial appearance of godliness in our life, but deep down inside, it's just not there. Amen. It's the way I present myself. Yeah. Everybody okay? Amen. Some people are presenting themselves to be something that God has not called them to be. But he's called us all to be a Christian. And God has never asked for my opinion. He's never said, Brother Charles, what do you think about that? He could care less what Brother Charles, you understand in this, in this sense, he's not interested in what I thought about, what I think about it. He's interested if I think uh, it's important in what he says. And so let me, let, me, let me hustle up here a little bit. I can't, it's tough. The facades that's able to save your soul, it's able to keep your mind, the facades that come to mind. I'm this, I'm that, I do this, I do that. It's an appearance that you give to people. That presents itself as being spiritual, but yet underneath there is no spirituality. James is addressing that right here in the book. And so the word of God, if you engraft it into your mind, will get rid of that. Amen. All right. 
And so facades, the superficial appearance that we present in our life and, and the, uh, the salvation message that we have received is to be engrafted into our mind because it alone can save us. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your mind, to save your soul. Okay, so a stronghold is that which holds possession of our mind, our thoughts, our decisions, our choices from which our behavioral patterns of our life are developed and then explained by our rationale, this is just the way it is, which holds the meaning of what can I do about it? And when we have that attitude concerning the word of God, it then produces something in the mind that we call laziness. We make no effort to do anything with our mind. Natural pleasures, natural things take its place in our mind. And so we don't come to church sometimes. People don't. I'm not talking about you. I didn't call nobody's name. But coming to church sometimes is not spiritual for some people. It's only pacifying their mind. It's our hope that today's message, The Nature of Strongholds in the Mind, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you'd like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request Offer 35. Today's special offer number is 35. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.